0: You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Perfect. Well, greetings everyone. This is Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm your host Doug Thorpe and today my special guest is a Miss Jill Lublin and uh we have jill and i've been kind of connecting on social media for quite some time she's a four-time best-selling author publicist and international speaker and i'm going to let her talk a little bit more about all of her background but jill welcome to the show
1: thank you doug i'm delighted to be here
0: yeah so sum up if you can your niche and and what you like to do and how you like to help people
1: Well, I love helping messengers get their message out, also known as publicity and getting that kind of visibility that you all deserve. So my thing is, get it it done publicity. I've written four books, as you can see behind me. The ones I'm most known for are Guerrilla Publicity and The Prophet of Kindness. To that end, I teach uh, virtual get it done publicity boot camps and I also run an intentional kindness community. That's my that's my main bio in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> well, you, you've already whispered the magic word for me. I love the, the word intentional. I think that's so important for people that are trying to run businesses and be leaders in this world. There's so much that we need to do that can get away from us, but we've we've got to be intentional about everything we do and how we go about it so before we get into a lot of the details, give us a back- backstory on how you kind of got into this space and what your journey's been about up to this point
1: mm. You know, I think like many of us, my journey was a bit circuitous. I actually went to law school thinking that's what I wanted to do. Okay, we're not
0: going to hold that against
1: you. Uh, Oh, boy. Yeah. Then I got to law school and that was, it was just not my style. I'm much more creative and uh, it makes me great at marketing, bad at law school, just saying. (laughs) So, uh, and even though I'm very analytical and and I kind of run both sides of that, um, the truth is I love marketing and... You know funny enough in law school to avoid being bored I got involved in the music business and my career actually started in the music business where I learned the power of publicity and really driving attention to perception um, and it continued uh, it up into now working with entrepreneurs consultants coaches and all kinds of business people um, in all kinds of fields actually which I love and and have written now four books. And so my new thing really is helping um, small business owners get into the world of publicity without spending a fortune, like the big PR firms charge. And I do it in ways that are just simple and shortcut.
0: Yeah. Well, we we can definitely get into some of those real quick. I'm, I'm curious, how long do you stay around the music industry?
1: Five years.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a good run.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was great until it wasn't, you know, like everything. If you eat lobster every night, it ain't so good anymore. And (laughs) after a while, I remember being at a Gypsy Kings concert in this beautiful Greek theater in Berkeley, California. And, uh, you know, it was one of those, oh, I think, I think you know, I think I'm done here. Like, because I should be happy to be here. And, you know, of course, that started feeling like work.
0: Yeah, I, I I know that well. I actually have a chapter in my early, and also secured a, a story that uh, actually did concert promotion in my college days, and I did about a hundred and fifty shows over a three-year period, and oh. uh, a lot of different kinds of shows, but. We had some great groups that were part of it, you know, Chicago and the Eagles and Elton John and, you know, some big name deals and got to schmooze with them backstage. And it stopped being fun. You know, people ask me, why don't you get autographs? I said, they're just regular people. I'm not interested, you know. Yeah. But anyway. It is fun.
1: And, you know, what the music (laughs) business taught me was a lot about publicity because you know if you think about it whether they're whether they're a musician or an actor the or your business the truth is if you aren't in the news and in you know in people's minds you go out you go out right nobody right. remembers you
0: right no, that's true. It's that, it's that whole top-of-mind principle, which is one of the, I guess, marketing 101 sort of ideas. Tell us a little bit, I, I am intrigued, I'm going to tease you about the, or quiz you, not tease you, but about the guerrilla publicity. What what are some of the themes and angles that you're trying to hit with that book?
1: So, you know, the big, uh, the big thing I know is that no matter how big you are, you can actually look like the big guys. And and part of that is getting publicity, getting people to know about you. So uh, one of the things we do throughout guerrilla publicity is real world tactics that work, like um, getting into uh, Google alerts. And that's something Mm -hmm. I advise people to do. Put your name in, put some key phrases in, see what the media is talking about. Um, like using I like to call it everything you've got your ethnicity your religion the things that are going on in the media now how can you piggyback that these are things you can do that are simple and easy and yet get wonderful response and this is just something I always want people to know that guess what You have the opportunity to create great media. You can get it done yourself. And as we like to call it, you know, high impact, low cost ideas that really get your name out there so you can be seen, be heard and get paid. That's always good.
0: You know, in that in that idea, I I think there's an underlying uh, probably barrier that a lot of small business owners struggle with. It, at some point, you, you go back to some sort of young year bringing up and, and teaching, you know, don't brag about yourself. It, it It's this humbleness that's somewhere woven into most people's DNA. And and the idea of somehow putting yourself out there like that, it, it feels like, hey, look at me. And, you know, what do you tell people about that?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you humility is a false asset. <clears throat> and, that, you know, I do think it's important to, to stay humble, right? But there's a distinction. And, um, you know, what I what I also think is that most of you have a wonderful gift to give to the world, I consider you messengers, and I think it's important to get your message out. And that one should be proud and excited and delighted by what they do, which means spreading the word is a great gift to others. That's how I want you to think about it is what you do is a gift to others. And, um, you know, I got brought to Australia to speak uh, because of the tall poppy syndrome that permeates that culture, which means if you speak out, you kind of get your head chopped off. Um, And, and, the government of Australia actually flew me in to talk about this. So I, what I want you to know is that around the world, you know, culture to culture, um, that belief is being disintegrated because the truth is that you are responsible for promoting your business, your service, and it's exciting and it's a wonderful opportunity. And again, a unique gift that you give the world. So people ought to know about it.
0: Yeah. That's important. It's interesting you bring up tall poppy. I actually had a guest on one of my earlier episodes last year that uh, uh, he's Dr. Doug Garland um, and uh, world-renowned orthopedic surgeon. He's now retired from medicine, but he was invited to Australia also on a medical junket and was introduced to the tall poppy syndrome. So being the academician that he was, he started studying that around the world and his basic, I'm, I'm going to oversimplify his conclusion, the U.S. is the only country on the planet that doesn't recognize tall poppy as a thing. And uh, pretty much every other culture has their own version of it. In other words, you don't rise too tall above the crowd and otherwise if you do, you are going to get cut back or cut down. And um, you know somewhere in our bravado as americans i think we there's a lot of you know self promotion and push ahead of the crowd and move forward but i think the mainstream business owners probably do fall short in in jumping on that bandwagon
1: yeah. Well, let me just say it's key to understand marketing. I mean, look at major corporations and how much they actually spend on marketing. A lot. <laughs> let me just say a lot. And um, usually at least 10% of the budget is what most people recommend to spend on your marketing publicity promotion. Right. The, the, and that doesn't matter how big or small you are, by the way. Um, so I think that's a really good number to keep in mind. And the reality is you can do a great job, deliver an excellent service, a wonderful product, you know, whatever you're working on um, and how you're delivering it. But the truth is, if nobody knows about you, how will they actually hire you or pick you over your competition? And what I find is the trust factor that gets built by publicity, by appearances. And these can be small and large. This doesn't have to be big. It can be in your community your local uh, neighborhood newspaper or radio or TV. And by the way, they love to feature you. It can be in your local chamber of commerce newsletter. So I'm really big on use all avenues to be seen and heard um, because that's what's going to propel you faster forward and first in people's minds.
0: Yeah, great, great word for that. Why do you think business owners do um not spend enough time in this space thinking about it and and moving their message forward
1: i think a little bit is fear honestly um not knowing what to do which is why i'm so big on here's some easy simple things to do to get noticed now right and and really like doable things in short time frames so i think just part of its fear and what i notice is uh, when you have your message down in a concise precise way the um, trust factor goes up and your confidence factor goes way up and 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 it's an accelerated oh you know i can do that and um easier way that people can get who you are so makes a big difference
0: You know in the executive coaching realm where i spend a lot of my time i have a lot of colleagues and and i've suffered it over time myself of trying to figure out exactly how to define what it is we're trying to do and how we're trying to help people and inevitably part of the conundrum is the sense of if i describe this thing i'm essentially painting a box and that's where i'm declaring that i'm standing but inevitably, five minutes later, you get a phone call and somebody says, can you do X, Y, and Z? And that's not in that box. So you feel like, uh-oh, I've just given up or passed on an opportunity because my box doesn't describe that. But yet, I know I can do that and I know I can help. Any any thoughts on how to help somebody overcome that sort of conundrum?
1: Well, I think number one, it it is really great to have a a great basic message. What does that mean? What you might call your box, you know, here's who I serve, here's the problem that I support with, you know, that like that. And I actually have a formula for that that's done in the media context that actually works in networking and prospecting, connecting with clients. So it's a multi-use formula, but I would tell you and it's really problem solution oriented. But here's the thing if somebody's calling you and you know that you can help them and that is real, you know it's not a stretch because if not, I'd say just you know send them to your colleague and away we go because they'll remember you as as kind for that and come back to you for other things. But I do think that if you know that you can support someone, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. And you, you know, I don't even think you need to say, hey, this is out of my realm, or it's not something I normally do. Um, And one of the things I like to give people when they do like two different things, did you know that I also do is a really good phrase, Um, you know, ex-consulting or um, kindness circles in my, you know, in my world. So I think that the answer is yes, as long as you can deliver the great service, and don't even be concerned about your box or not your box. You know that you can help someone, help them, and uh, they, you know. Let's just say yes to that.
0: Yeah, uh, good good advice there. Let's um, let's shift gears for a minute and talk about that kindness factor. Uh, tell us more about your thinking and your messaging on what you're sharing on that subject of kindness.
1: Yes, and, I, and I've i spoken in uh, corporations and, and smaller businesses, and, and I run my own intentional kindness community filled with all kinds of businesses all around the world. And, you know, one of the things I learned with the Prophet of Kindness was we actually created Return on Kindness principles, right? And what I noticed is that kind companies, again, small and large, because I interviewed small ones and large ones, and I noticed a common factor. And that is that kind companies who had some of that value somewhere, even if it's in the owner's heart or if it's stated in the values of the company, uh, that the that they made more profit, their people were more productive, their customers were happier. Uh, you know, those three things were very consistent. And so I started looking for what are some return on kindness principles, right? Things like compassion, things like flexibility, right because especially and i think we've seen it really um illuminated in all this COVID craziness is that as as we are flexible um then we can serve clients more and that means that sometimes the client can't make a a scheduled time what are you going to do right um you know so so i think that flexibility is one of those kindness principles that really works patience Is one of those kindness principles that really works and i mean on both sides i I remember i have to tell you a funny thing when i was writing uh the the chapter on patience what did i do i called my utility company well i don't know about you bad move but uh, when you're writing a chapter on patience and funny enough entrepreneurs and business owners typically aren't as patient that's just also what i found. found. Um, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to practice patience, right? So I was put on hold <clears> for an hour and I remember the woman coming on to, off, you know, on to, to uh, talk to me and she says one of those great phrases I don't like, which is, thank you for your patience. <laughs> and I'm like, thinking in my mind, who said I'm patient, right?
0: Yeah. But yeah. the
1: truth is, again, not her that caused that long wait. So... Um, but patience is one of those return on kindness principles. There, there are seven of them that we outline. And uh, and I think it's really good to look at those and think about where, where are you strong, where you need more. And the other thing that I'm really a big believer on is practice conscious acts of kindness every single day, at least one, right? At least one. And if I get to the end of the day and I haven't done that, I'll just send off a nice email or a text i'll write a handwritten card oh those are fun to receive you know and and just do something that's kind yeah. it's easy to do my friends a direct smile at someone that can solve the whole thing
0: my wife reminds me on a regular basis i'm i'm a walking conundrum i i I am a big advocate of the random acts of kindness out in public as far as like, you know, the clerk at the store or the waitress at the restaurant or, you know, people that are in the service business in particular. But boy, put me behind the wheel of my car. If somebody cuts me off, it's it's, you know, we're going to war. <laughs> And uh, I, I mean, I don't carry weapons in my car, folks. You know, full disclosure, I don't do that. I'm not one of those kind of whack jobs. But um, I I definitely, you know, have my moments trying to rein it in with uh, with, with being out on the road. We, frustration all, we all have our places. Like yeah.
1: We all have our places that we need to practice. Yeah. Um, and... <clears throat> And I think that's a key. Uh, but, you know, again, I just think if you stay conscious about it, it's very helpful.
0: Yeah. And, and we're back to that theme, conscious and intentional, you know, and, and like you said, make it a daily habit. And make it a, a an intentional effort to do one of those acts of kindness every day and uh, maybe multiples if you have to and um, going from there so let me ask this jill is there a a kind of an aha moment that a business owner needs to realize to to kind of break through and and you know grab the essence of all of this publicity challenge is there a a hole in the wall that they can get through to break out to the other side
1: well i think one of the easiest things to do number one start with your message so that you're clear you're concise, you're precise, you're ready for action at any given time, right? Because the thing about media is that it will happen fast. Just just saying. It'll happen fast. So um, what I want you to really pay attention to is on your phone, you know, be watching for what are those headlines that you see? And how can you fit in? So let's take one like uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard duking it out, right, in their divorce and lots of headline there. Well, some of my clients are um, people who talk about love. They are eligible for that. People who talk about conflict, yes, eligible. Mediation, negotiation, all of those four areas at least, and those are just the top four, can be talking about what's going on with those two. So you want to be um, keeping your PR antennas up <laughs> for what uh, is going on in the wonderful world, you know, in the news headlines, you just glance at, glance at the papers on your way, your phone, you know, will tell you quick headlines um, and see how you can fit in there. I think that's a really good way. And the other thing aha, that I think is really helpful is pick two, pick two holidays that might be appropriate for you fitting into that category. Um, you know, again, with your topic and what you talk about. Maybe it's small business week and harvest your business for fall. It could be any related topics. And if you can't think of one, then go to nationaldaycalendar.com and I mm-hmm. promise you there are such a plethora of ideas you'll be like, whoa, this is super great. And pick Pick two, maybe for the entire year, if you stay focused there. And, you know, I'm going to just say 30 minutes a week, which is very doable, my friends. I'm promising you watch more Netflix than that, right? (laughs) Or Prime in my case, too. But um, 30 minutes a week devote to what I might call visibility building activities. And if you do that, like just looking at, okay, what's going on? Where am I, what organizations am I part of? Maybe write an article is is a simple thing to do. Um, These are great momentum builders that will keep you, number one, uh, guaranteed to get more visibility, and number two, in momentum, so that it stays on your radar and then you get on everyone else's radar so that they do business with you. This is about profitability, visibility, credibility, trustability, and frankly clients and money you know that's what publicity leads to
0: i know a lot of people that really focus a lot of energy and effort on trying to accumulate um, likes and um, reviews whether it's on google my business or uh, facebook or any of the others and i know the classic teaching that i've heard is the whole notion of social proof if if you as a name or a brand can accumulate a lot of those kind of responses, then that feeds into the psyche of you know, how people want to view you as a source or an authority. In, any thoughts on that whole idea of building your, your population of likes and reviews?
1: Well, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, I'll tell you, social media is a bit different than publicity. And um, you know, it's a bit of a one hit wonder at times, meaning you hope that somebody sees your likes. Reviews are important. And I do think they're part of publicity. Good testimonials, very important, yes. Um, But I really want you spending, you know, your time focusing on longevity, which is publicity, which is when people read an article with you, get on your, when you're on podcasts. These are things that you, that it's the gift that keeps on giving. Social media isn't. Now, do you need a good reputation there? Absolutely. Do people Will people be looking you up? Absolutely. So I am a big believer in, in using your message on, on social media too and be consistent, right? So that, so that again, that, that you're seen and heard in the way that you want to be. Remember, you control your message. But I am concerned when people say, well, I'm on social media that you think your publicity's done. And my friends, that ain't the game. Publicity is um, an overall messaging piece that includes your social media. But I really want you to think about, uh, you know, we'll call it traditional media, which includes blogs and medium.com and podcasting and all the new forms of media, including Facebook, you know, you can be giving uh, Facebook interviews and LinkedIn live interviews and Instagram. I mean, it's tremendous how the publicity opportunities have multiplied. And I think that's good news, Doug.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Jill, I know we're a little bit tight on time today, but thank you so much for hopping in. You're a busy lady and you've got a lot going on. And thank you for spending a a minute with us here today. Really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. And can I let your people know where they can find me? Please,
0: that was going to be my next comment. Uh, Let us know how they can best get a hold of you.
1: Yes, well, what I did was I actually created a a free gift for all of you, which includes a publicity masterclass live and interactive with me where we can talk more and ask great questions. And you get that by going to publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift. So I look forward to seeing you in in the class, so to speak, as well Mm -hmm. as there's a wonderful action guide waiting there for you uh, with more great publicity tips.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Jill, for, for all of that. And folks, we're going to have that information in the show notes if you missed it. And this is the part of the show where I like to remind everybody, if you're listening on your favorite streaming service, we do have this show also on video over at YouTube, channel by the same name, uh, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Hop over there. Uh, the show notes are duplicated over there so you can get all that information. So one last time, Jill, thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Doug. Appreciate you.
0: You bet. And for now, folks, we are going to sign off, say goodbye, and wish you a great day. Take care. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.